You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 228, Our Favorite Crystals and Why. Welcome to episode 228 of the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online at mindfuldesignschool.com. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special free workshops and opportunities that are only available for our newsletter subscribers. You can visit mindfuldesignschool.com and scroll down. You'll see an opt-in box for our mailing list, or you can look in the show notes on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. So for this week, Laura and I compiled our favorite crystals, and we'll tell you why. That's right. We (laughs) made a list, and we... (laughs) have five categories. And and I and I was putting together these categories. I realized there's lots more than just these ones, but we're starting with five. Five categories. And the five categories, because we thought instead of us just talking about, oh, I like this one for this and I like this one for this, we'd break it down into categories as opposed to just talking about the crystal and saying what it's good for. So the first category is for favorite crystals for protection. The second is crystals for our favorites for success. Third category is our favorite crystals for connecting with intuition. The fourth is favorite crystals for clearing negative chi. And the last, the fifth is favorite crystals for love and for heart healing. And as I was saying, we have lots more categories and we'll probably do a part two. You know, we'll do another podcast with, with, you know, in a part two with more categories. So I picked one and Angie picked one. So we're going to talk about, and then we're going to just talk briefly about them each. So favorite crystals for protection. I picked smoky quartz. I have a big piece of smoky quartz somewhere behind me here. And um, they are kind of the workhorse of absorbing negative energy really good for cleansing. They're a really great grounding stone and they help you find, tap into strength in difficult times. And so, and I, and I, I feel that too. I feel like it's like, uh Oh, I've got something I'm, you know, that I'm not feeling, okay. I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to grab that smoky quartz. It, It really does feel, you feel that, that support from it. Angie, what is yours? So one of my favorite crystals for protection is the tiger's eye. And tiger's eye is this um, very, I think, in a way, very earthy stone in terms of the colors, because it's it's like yellow and gold and browns. And it is a balance and combination of earth, chi, and also the chi of the sun, because it's very golden and there's like this Mm -hmm. luminosity to it. And if you look, if you have one around or if you want to search for one on the internet, you can see that all of that in it. So for me, it it embodies both yin and yang, and it has that energy of the earth and the sun. And it's very grounding, which Mm -hmm. is very protective for me, just like mother earth is always there to protect you. And Laura just told me that there's a fun fact about tiger's eye. Do you want to share? Fun fact, Roman soldiers wore tiger's eye for protection. And, uh, and I think, yeah, you can really see it's like, it's, it's like there's the sun trapped in a little earth. It's pretty cool. 
So we've also put for each of these categories, for the ones that we've mentioned, we're going to talk how you can use it. So for both, I mean, you can wear both if you wanted. I definitely think for tiger eye, it's it's one where you could wear it and, you know, Roman soldiers carried it around. And I would say for both, you could place it in the daichi, which is your the center of your home or the center. This is working with the bagua, the center of your home or the center of a room. Or, you know, again, smoky quartz would also be a really good one to wear as well. When you're talking about protection, this way you can kind of take it with you, right? And then if you place it in the center of your home, it's sort of whatever you put in the center in, in feng shui, in the center, in the daichi, it impacts the whole home right? It kind of reverberates throughout. So it's a good spot to put it in when we're talking about protection. And then next is our favorite crystals for confidence and success. Mm -hmm. And Laura, you want to share first? Yes. Mine is citrine. I love citrine. And Angie, you're, you can tell them you're, Angie made me a citrine necklace, which is on its. I did. It's on it's, I mailed it yesterday and I sent her a picture of some jewelry and she's like, eh, not my style. And then I was like, well, what about this? <laughs> and she's like, oh, yes, I guess so. And then I said, oh, it's yours. And then now she's all happy about it. So yeah, um, no, I said, I like citrine because you asked, you're like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, I don't know why you're asking me. I was like, I don't know. It was a different, I don't even know what the stone was. And then you sent me the picture of it. And I go, oh yeah, I really like citrine. That's like one of my favorites. You're like, okay, it's yours. And I was like, what? Yeah, yeah well, so. so I was working on, I was making a, tantric mala and with citrina it actually started it in 2020 and then i left it and then i only finished it this past weekend and while i was finishing it i was thinking oh i think this is for laura and it wasn't because it wasn't for me so i bought more citrine beads to make myself one but this one was for laura and it's very golden actually because yeah. it has gold it has gold beads, it has gold wire, and it's gold and golden citrine. So we'll have to have Laura share a picture. Yeah, I'll have it. to. Yes, I will share a picture. Yeah. We'll twin. So, we'll twin yeah. it once I make my own. So citrine is really great for getting out of your own way. It's a good one. It opens path for you. It helps you with confidence when you have self-doubt. It's also an abundant stone. But I think it's considered abundance stone mostly because it's about your ability to strengthen your own resolve. So to be confident, to be successful, to move forward, to have that path open up for you. You know, I have a big chunk as well on a chain, but it's not super easy to wear because it's really kind of cumbersome. So I just keep it next to my bedside table. But I really do like citrine. It's a really powerful stone for me. Angie, what, what do you pick? I pick carnelian which is a red with orange, a little bit of orange. It's less of a cool red, but more of a warm red. And it's a stone that is related to courage, vitality, and that red color. It's almost like a vermilion, but more, more red. It's definitely warmer. Since it's that red color in feng shui, we connect that red color to that vitality, like chi. It's like the color of our blood. And when we can be courageous, when we can be prosperous, when we can feel vitality is when we have the most abundance. So red really embodies that life chi energy. So carnelian yes. would be a great one when you want to feel more confident and have the vitality to succeed for more confidence in your life. 
And for these stones, like Laura and I talked about, you could wear them like in jewelry. Like that's one of my favorite ways to work with crystals. You could place the citrine in the center of your home, or you can also place it in the abundance area of the Bagua map, if you know how to lay that out. And same with carnelian, you could place that in the center of your home, or you can place carnelian in Lee position, which is related to fame and your inspiration, if you know how to lay the Bagua. So those are great ones to use and activate your feng shui map. The next category are feng shui crystals for connecting with intuition. And I picked one of my all-time favorites, which is selenite. Selenite is a stone. It doesn't have a lot of hardness. It's a bit of a softer stone and it comes in in many different forms. It's almost like soapstone. Like it has that, it's that soft stone. It's white though. It's an iridescent white, kind of a milky white, and it's sort of translucent. Like you can't see through it, but it's not opaque. And I have a very large piece that I keep, it's sitting right behind me and in my office. And it is connected to the subconscious intuition. Selenite derives from the word moon, or it's like the goddess of the moon. So there's a lot about insight. It's about connecting with your yin side, that moon side. And whenever I think of selenite, I always sort of think of the high priestess card in tarot. It sort of embodies all of those qualities of it, really connecting with that subconscious and intuition. And it's a really, it's just a really beautiful, it's very accessible too, I feel as a stone. It's easy to find. Like I think most of the stones that we picked, we intentionally pick stones that aren't too hard to find as well. So one of my favorite crystals for connecting to intuition is lapis lazuli. And lapis lazuli is a very rich blue, typically on the darker side. And that color dark blue is related to the Bagua area called Gun, which is also known as knowledge, your skillfulness, your self-cultivation. So it's a great stone to use simply for the color to invoke that Bagua energy of good position, which is knowledge, self-cultivation and skillfulness and spirituality. And lapis lazuli is also said to assist with your spiritual development and your journey, your personal growth and self-awareness. And it's, um, it's, I think lapis lazuli is on the little, a little bit more of a, um, expensive side, but definitely, a great one to work with. And I also love the connection that it has with the, the blue cl- color with the chakras has to do with your, your throat chakra and your voice, which is connected to, I think for a lot of people, this, your spiritual development. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, for selenite and for lapis lazuli or other crystals that are connect that help you connect with your intuition, um, with the lapis lazuli, you could place that in gun position, which is on the Bagua map. So, um, you know, you can listen to one of our Bagua map episodes to see where to locate that. And then, um, if you can afford a large piece of selenite, you can place it in your home to create a more peaceful home and to connect you to your intuition, or you can get really small ones as well, like rounded palm mm-hmm. stones. Um, and yeah, you can get pretty affordable small pieces of, mm-hmm. of selenite. Yeah. 
Just be careful. It's water soluble. Don't put it, it is. In. Yeah. With, it's not one that you can clear with. You do not want to put it near salt water or do it, anything like that with it. Unless you want it to disappear. Unless you want it to dissolve. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that actually brings us to the next category because we have our favorite crystals for clearing negative chi. And the one I picked is clear quartz, straight up clear quartz. And if you have a stone like selenite and you, or any stone really, and you want to clear those stones just by putting it near clear quartz, that's a way to clear those stones. So you can do it that way, as opposed to, you know, exposing them to sunlight or anything like that, or doing anything, just clear, clear quartz is, is good for that because clear quartz has the ability to absorb, to restore, to release energy, right? It's a really, it's a great, super accessible, beautiful stone and it looks like ice. It's clear. It's it's really beautiful. It comes in, you know, I mean, there's different kinds of quartz. So this would be the pure, the clearest, the clear quartz. And it also, if, you, if you're a person that is good at, you know, or wants to, or is exploring or plays with, with stones and crystals, you can amplify, like if you're doing grids or doing anything like that, or just using it, it'll amplify other stones that you have. So let's say you can't afford to buy a giant piece of amethyst or something, but a piece of clear quartz is much more accessible. You know, it, you can team them up together. Angie, what's yours? So a uh, crystal that I like to use to clear any challenging chi is black tourmaline. It's very purifying and transformative and any kind of black stone, what black can do, just like a black pavement absorbs the heat in the summer, black can absorb chi. So it can take and, and transmute the chi. So it's purifying, it's transforming, transmuting, and it can clear any kind of negative or challenging energies. So for instance, I like to... I guess we're getting into how to use it. So like I particularly since the pandemic, and I wrote about this in my book, actually, since we're on these video conferences more often, like Zoom, and you're sometimes in these Zoom events with a lot of people that you normally wouldn't invite into your home, they're suddenly like their chi can go into your spaces. And, and so... I created a little black tourmaline grid at my desk with the, a piece in each corner, setting the intention that any chi that's coming in from like a Zoom meeting or coming in through my computer does not have permission, is not permitted to go beyond that grid unless it's invited to do so explicitly by me. So there's different ways that you can do that to create like a little like energetic grid to help to clear any chi that wants to come through and to also protect from other chi. You can also, it's also said to help to balance other invisible energies like electromagnetic fields and so forth. Yeah. And so Angie mentioned for the black tourmaline, you can do make a grid for the quartz. You can place it anywhere, right? Again, it's, it's, it's a, it's a crystal that's good for everything. But again, as I mentioned, you can use it to clear or amplify other stones that you have as well. The last category we have is favorite crystals for love and for heart healing and self-love and all that kind of nurturing heart stuff. I picked rhodonite. Rhodonite is red. It's like a pinky red. It's an opaque stone. It is 
known for healing, right? It's known for, it's a very quick healing stone and it promotes self-love, kindness for healing your own heart. You know, if you've had a tough breakup, it's a great stone for that. Angie, which one did you pick? And I picked rose quartz. So rose quartz is a type of quartz, but it's rose colored. So it has like a rosy to pale pink tone, depending on what kind of rose quartz you have. It's, you know, all of these are natural occurring substances, so they vary. But rose quartz is a type of quartz that isn't clear, but it has a pinkish rosy tint to it. And that rose color, that pink color in feng shui is related to our mother element. It's related to the area of the Bagua map that's connected to our partnership, our romantic relationships and unconditional love, like that love that a mother has for their child. So rose quartz can also invite that unconditional love for heart healing And it's considered one of the most important stones in this respect. And it has a lot of energy that's related to trust and self-worth. It can invite in new love, heal a broken heart. It can support existing love. It's very heart-focused in a high vibrational way. So I think for both of our stones that we suggested, the rhodonite and the rose quartz, A wonderful way to use this in your home feng shui wise is to place a stone like rhodonite or rose quartz at your bedside table. So it's very close to your heart yeah, and it's close to you while you're sleeping to support you because they both have very soft chi, soft energy and healing energy, especially when you're inviting this in for that intention. And then there's also that area, the Bagua map that I mentioned called Kun position, but it's in the, if you look at the Bagua map, it's usually a pink color and it's sometimes called marriage, partnership, romantic relationship. And it's related to that unconditional love and healing of the heart that we're talking about. Yeah. So that is, those are our five categories for this, for our favorite crystals. And yeah, we'll, we have lots more, so we'll probably do a follow-up. We'll do a part two. Yeah. And actually I'm, are you, are you wearing any, you're wearing, are you wearing pearl earrings? No, that's silver. No. Uh, and I don't even have my Amber. I took my Amber, my Amber ring off. I had an Amber. Oh, ring do you usually wear Amber? Yeah. I have an Amber ring and then I have my Jadeite ring. I, they, I don't have them on because I was doing, I didn't want to. Oh, well, I just wanted, thought we could end real quick with like just a little last thing. So you can talk about, what do you talk about Jadeite or Amber? Why you like to wear it? Uh, okay. Well, the Amber ring is, was, is for an, an, an feng shui adjustment that we do just because it's a non-metal ring. But for the jadeite ring that I have on is jade. It's connected to, well, jade, jadeite, it's a whole thing. We actually have a whole podcast about it, but is about prosperity and abundance, but it's also a very, it's a strong protection stone, right? It's mm-hmm. a stone for protection. And it's a very, very, very high quality jade. It's a, It's the most expensive jade you can get is jadeite. It's like the um, the one where you can find it in purple and white and green. And I actually have a jade bangle that I got when I was in China as well that's got purple. It's called lavender jade. It's gorgeous. And that is all about protection 
And you're supposed to, you wear the bangle on the same, uh, the wrist as your heart is on. So your left wrist, so that it protects your, your, you know, your heart and your body. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. And so today I'm wearing a Labradorite Mm, necklace, which I really love. And a necklace is great because it's also near your heart. It's between your, for me, it's between my heart and my throat chakra. So it's working with that chi. And Labradorite is also wonderful for your wisdom and to bring Mm -hmm. down kind of that intelligence and connect to your spirit, the spiritual realm. And then I have a tantric mala that I made, the first one I made, which was rutilated quartz, which I also Mm. love too. So rutilated quartz is like a clear quartz with, in this case, threads of some kind of mineral that has a gold Mm -hmm. tone flecked throughout it. So I really... Love this. And it's, I think that rutilated quartz is great for healing and smoothing out like energy and rebuilding your cheese supplies, which is what I need right now. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> next time we do this, we'll just do an impromptu. What are we wearing today? What, what crystals are we wearing yeah. today? Bring a bunch. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe on your podcast app, leave a review. You can always support us by visiting our website at mindfuldesignschool.com. You can check out our certification, any mini courses we may be offering, and you could sign up for our mailing list there. You go down to the bottom of mindfuldesignschool.com, the main page, and you can opt in there or you can look at your show notes. There'll probably be an opt-in box for a newsletter. And we have special events and workshops and um, content only for our newsletter subscribers. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.